Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Next pitch on the ground. Young cuts it off. He will throw to first and Bregman's retired. Wow, what a job by Nathan Ivaldi to get out of a bases loaded, no out situation. This is Dirt and Sprague. Swing and a high fly ball drilled right center field, way back, gone! Bryce Harper, a solo homer, and the Phillies lead it two to nothing as he circles the bases, and they're going crazy here at the bank. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Spray. First sack of the night, Herbert gets rid of it, and he's picked, intercepted by the Cowboys. The catch is good, and Gilmore's the one who got it. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Van. Happy Tuesday, everybody. What is happening? Good morning, good morning. We uh, There's rumors, speculation, that we may or may not be on the streaming platform today. <laughs> We're not sure. This is the day. It all starts today. But we've heard rumors that around the 7 to 7.30 a.m. hour today, <laughs> we might be seen live on YouTube and maybe the Twitch does, is tw- so I know what Twitch is, okay? I have no clue what I've Twitch never is. been to Twitch before in my life. I've visited Twitch a couple times to mainly see how the video gamers look, mm-hmm. and uh, I really like the, the aesthetic of it. Yeah, people just like live stream themselves, right, kind of thing, play well, video games. But like if, if I, my kids watch YouTube sometimes, I can go on my TV, I have the YouTube app. I'm assuming there's a Twitch app, and it's much like YouTube that you open on your TV and you could put us... The fan on the TV. I'll take your word for it. It sounds legit. Okay. All right, great. That sounds about how it would work, right? I did, because we've been talking about this for a while. We've been pushing for a long time to be on some form of video. Years. It's, I mean, this is a, years uh, driving of, force of ours. begging and pleading, <laughs> saying, hey, man, the world is evolving. <laughs> it's 2017. Can we please be on the internet? Well, uh, yeah. Maybe. And now it's 2023. We might. We might be on today. It could happen. Our YouTube channel, I think our last video was from eight years ago, and it was a former morning show. And so we you know, we could use a little bit of an upgrade, a little bit of a spice on the YouTube channel. And so yesterday, because this has been talked about, I was curious. I was sitting around, you know, farting around on my iPad. And I opened up YouTube, and I went to 1080 The Fan yesterday at like mm-hmm. 1.30 in the afternoon, give or take. And it's, it said that we were live. 
And so I thought, oh, okay. Oh, I guess okay. I didn't get an email. I didn't check my email. No. Maybe it's all started and here we go. No. And I clicked it. And no email. this camera above the window that connects the, the producer studio and our studio was on. And it was just filming Danny and Dusty. So that was the view. It was like an overhead. It was an overhead view. Yeah. And it was just filming them. in. It was They were in commercial break, by the way. Ah. And there was no audio connected to it. So I thought maybe that's just a commercial thing. And then they came back from commercial break and there was still no audio. But the mm. camera was mm. on. And so I don't, I don't know if that's the case today, but that I was like, that's interesting. Well, and we'll it was out. on during the commercial break. So. I don't like that camera. I don't either. I think it's an awful angle. It's not good. We have the cameras that are directly in our faces. Yeah, so That should be the cameras that we use. Yes. So. I have that I have that up. The <laughs> screen has now been moved where it is in arm's reach. So... I might, I might now, in addition to the 842 duties I have at this place, 843 might be TV stream producer. That's not accurate. They literally bought an <laughs> iPad, so you would shut up. I'm, I'm quoting here. I'm not going to tell you who I'm quoting, but I'm quoting, quote, I've gotten the green light. We're getting the iPad for the studio I never want to hear Swag complain about something he doesn't have to do ever again. Yeah, I have an iPad now in front of me. Yeah. So this is now my duty. I Well, could... you can do it. I can do it. I was matter. complaining that I didn't know what I was being asked to do because there was no correspondence whatsoever as to what the plan is. Well, I told you yesterday the what what the plan was, and you, you kind of yelled at me as if I was in charge of any of this, as <laughs> if I thought and made all of this start and happen, and You're not I the didn't. boss around here? What the hell happened, I man? have zero poll. I have as much poll here as <laughs> the janitor. I mean, they, they couldn't care less what I'd have to say on any things that we should be doing on the fan. Come on, man. I seek your input all the time. You sure as hell don't. I always want to know what's Sprague thinking on this issue. <laughs> How <laughs> oh, do we solve yeah. the problem? Okay, all right. right. Good to know. I think that's what we need in this building a little bit more. They need our thoughts. We need to just, we just need to like walk into the the boss's office with a powwow like once a week. Like, you know what? Here's what's grinding my gears. Here's what's chapping my ass. Let's fix this thing. I don't think that would go over well. Probably not. I don't I don't think that would play well. I'm just going to be the Aaron Rodgers of the fan. Okay. I'm just going to show up, I'm going to keep the vibes fine, and then I'll get out of here and you'll wonder, ah, I wonder what he's doing right now. You're going to make fun of everybody that got the vaccine? Yeah. Loser. Sheep. Hey, Mr. Phaser. <laughs> yeah, you're going to walk around and call everybody Pfizer. <laughs> have some mushroom tea in your darkness retreat. <laughs> Did you see what his coach said, by the way? Oh my God, I'm so annoyed at his His current guy. coach? Robert Sala. Rob Sala. coach. I saw he's throwing on the field, though, now. he's Everybody thinks he's getting closer to playing. You buying that? Look at that. He's tore his Achilles, and because he stood up and threw eh, a ball. He'll be back in a month. He'll be fine. Oh, Come yeah. On. Plus, he's 40 years old. I, yeah. I, he's got those good bones. I think he's just all about look at me, and anything he can do to do that, he's going to do that. Mm -hmm. But Rob Sala basically is like, oh, man, it's been amazing. He's been in the locker room. He's been so positive. His positive, his presence has been a present. <laughs> just like, shut up. Shut shut the hell up. I love man. that line. My presence is the present. I, I love Rob Sala. I know what he's doing here. And I just I'm so tired of it. Hey man, 
He really high-fives these guys like no other. Come on, he gets them ready to play. Okay. <laughs> he, you know why they were able to beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday? Because he was on the sidelines. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is there, man. They don't win that game without him. Right. Without his veteran leadership, without his building the team up in commercial breaks, you're not winning that game without him there. They don't pick off Jalen Hurts nope. three times unless Aaron nope. Rodgers is standing on that sideline, unvaccinated, That's right. and baby jeans in his Achilles so he super heals. Mini Rodgers or full-size Rodgers? What are we talking about here? I think mini-size Rodgers could do it, too. I think they took, yeah, well, I, I think you're right on that. Jesus or Minnie Rogers, who wins in a round of golf? Could be either one. Both have a savior <laughs> complex. <laughs> Who's driving the bus? Aaron here. Oh, God. Well, this is groundbreaking stuff today. If we actually end up being on YouTube, our show will be on video for the first. We've been doing a show on this stupid station for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're reminded how long we've been doing a show. And it's a lot. It doesn't feel like it's that long, but also it feels like way longer than it actually is, if that makes any sense. And this could be a groundbreaking day. We've never been on video of any form before. Yeah, our YouTube page has been largely dormant and stupid, and I went <laughs> and checked it. My former intern kind of wrecked it. So yeah, the that's one of our YouTube videos that's on there. If that's, you scroll far, what do you mean your former intern, the guy who adjusted his took nuts inventory. On it was TV. a hot summer day. <laughs> you don't remember that video? The old intern had scratching his nuts live on the Comcast cameras. No, I I I know who you're talking about. The guy with crabs. Yeah, but like what? <laughs> What does that have to do with our YouTube video? That's one of the we only have like twenty the total most videos. Downloaded, viewed, it is yeah. video of all time it's at the station. of 1080 the fan YouTube history. That's incredibly embarrassing to our radio station. It's like funny moment, no sure. doubt, but that's our most. Is it really our most viewed thing? Yeah. Tells you all you need to know. You know what's number two? I believe now it might not be number two, but it's at least top three. Well, now I'm going to bring it up. At least top three is our uh, Buffalo Wild Wings game night hype video. Oh, no. Because I think we've tweeted that <laughs> Can out. Can we delete it, please? <laughs> we've made fun of it so many times by sending it out that I think it gets like a you know a, a new uh, chunk of viewers every couple of years. And so it's, I think it's got 1.2 thousand views, and the crotch grab has 1.9 thousand views. That was number one. If you go back far enough, though, on our YouTube page, which, by the way, it sounds like you should go subscribe to our YouTube page. Dude, our last, there. the last two videos we posted have four, 500 views. And they were eight years ago. And they were eight, no, six years ago. Six sorry. Years six ago. years ago. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, there is the, a video with no sound that is the fangirl auditions. And it just, it takes you into a window of time. Of 1997 sports radio. <laughs> what you used to be able to get away with in sports radio. The funny thing is, we I say 1997, realistically, in our industry, it was like 2013, 2014. Yeah. We we're like, yeah, shaky ladies. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody came into the building three years later and like, me too. Me Delete too. it all. No. Delete it all. <laughs> that never existed. It never like, happened. You were at the front of the line telling them to shake it. What are we talking about here? <laughs> you walk. They walk into the old conference room at our old building, and there's a gal there in like high heels getting ready to take a photo shoot. And it's like, all right, 1080 the fan. I'm thinking of all the things my kids are going to get old enough and say, God, can you believe people did that? And I'm going to be the person they're talking about going, well, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, uh, come on. Things were different in 1999. <laughs> that word didn't mean that when we <laughs> said it it was it was more meant as just an insult not a derogatory term what word could you be, be possibly be mentioning well there's a, actually a couple words you could throw into this category but language is a lot different 10 Dude, years ago we have okay all our 1080 pages all it is 
is Hunt for the Host content. Over and over and over. Every single one of those is on our YouTube page. And I'm not exaggerating when I say, as I, I'm looking at a very young dirt. Holy hell. Yeah, little baby dirt. That is baby dirt. Baby dirt. That's like eight, nine years ago. Eight years ago. <laughs> eight years ago. Wow. <laughs> little dirt, little dirt running around. It almost looks like you hit puberty <laughs> a second time. That's why when we got the show, everybody's like, how old is this kid? Is he 12? That's... What is happening right now? But I'm looking at all these videos. Like, there's one that says, uh, Chris Price, round two. That's a good ten, buddy of mine. Ten views. Ten views. I'm not, I didn't know who he was, but I'm just like picking. I'm Another one, 60 views, yeah. 20 views, 10 views, 13 views. Why do we have these on these on this page? Every, it's embarrassing. Every audition from all those competitions is on there. Those are the only videos every single we, one. <laughs> those are the only videos we have on our. That YouTube is page. all we have. <laughs> yeah. Time to upgrade that, Bob. That's what we're doing today. It's a new era. A new a new dawn has arrived. We need to delete this content. This isn't even good content. No, it's like shouldn't. what Sukanik think of Christopher Wijnowski's take <laughs> on the Phil Knight ownership situation. I don't think you were very good. Thank you, Sukanik. Happy Monday. Good job. Good job. 33 views. <laughs> 33. 33 views. Not quite in the top three. Our, our hype video's in there, though, baby. Top three. Our last one is called Text Trolls. Yeah. And it looks like Dusty, who, by the way, six years ago. How does six and eight years ago make you and Dusty <laughs> both look like pre-puberty? We were little babies back then. Uh, six years ago, Dusty just reading mean texts that come into his show. Yeah, that was a Crawford thing. Crawford out of that idea. All the mean texts. That's a late night thing that yeah. he stole. So From that's, uh, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yeah. That's a Jimmy Kimmel bit. <laughs> Read the mean text. I love that you attributed that to Alex Crawford as if he was like, well, he at least took the time to film the video, edit the video, and post the video. So I'll at least give him credit for that because he is the only person in the last decade who has put anything on our YouTube page. There is uh, there's a point to be made for a lot of people who have no idea. Alex Crawford worked here years ago. He produced it, Dusty and Cam, and he was a producer here behind the scenes. He did a lot of work for us. And I, I, I still maintain the opinion. <laughs> Not... Hiring him and paying him more money Big mistake. was a massive mistake for this company and this cluster. Big mistake. We once sent him to a uh, female genitalia competition. It was a vagina contest. <laughs> yeah. It was who had the best-looking uh, lower region. Yeah, he reported live. He got audio. He interviewed the contestants, and we played it on the show. He was talking about getting, like, he because it was super late, and so he was like, oh, it's a spread and eggs type of deal for me. I'm going to go to the contest and then eat breakfast at 4 a.m. And I was like, you do what you need to do, Crawford. Just get the content. It was great content, man. I think he one time asked, do you shave in that part? It's <laughs> good audio. It actually was pretty funny. See, we, we don't do stuff like that anymore. Were we a night show? That was 100% a night show thing. Oh, I mean, you could make an argument we should be doing that. Why? Yeah. What's wrong with doing that? They There's participated nothing. in it. It's a competition. Sex work is work. We talk about competitions on this show, sports or non-sports. Dude, if you tax them, we wouldn't have a problem with it. <laughs> it's backwards morals that are wrong with this, okay? It's not them. It's, it's everybody else. With you there, Bob. Uh, all right. Well, we got a busy show today. Swigard, not as sad as I thought he'd look. I was sad because I gambled on the Chargers last night because I'm an idiot. I I have I have two teams that you never bet on or against, and I'm I'm truly hold me to this. Mm -hmm. I will not be picking them in any spring line the rest of the football season. And they were both playing last night. Yeah, that's the tough no. part. They played each other. The two yeah. teams that are in my book. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> the Cowboys certainly can be in this conversation, but the two teams easily for me. 
and I'm talking bet on and bet against, it never works out for you. The Titans and the Chargers, mm. stay away teams. Get me the hell out of here, Bob. Yeah, I want well, nothing to do with them. Everybody's going to jump on the Chiefs minus five and a half this week, and the Chargers are going to find a way to cover. You just know they They are. play the Chiefs really they well. Do. Go look at the history with Herbert. They usually they always do. have like a field goal type of game. They cover almost all the time when they play them. They, they damn, I, didn't they win at Arrowhead? Are they damn near one they at Arrowhead? Did. They almost well, did. That was the game Herbert got hurt, and he threw the late touchdown right. with the chest injury, and they covered the spread in the final minute or that, something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Stay away. Chargers, stay away team. Titans, stay away team. I want nothing to do with either one of them. Uh, we got two guests today. Tom Habistro, who nationally covers the NBA, does a podcast, but he also now is the Blazers analytics. Uh, in Analytics, what would I, what's the title here? Guy. He's the numbers know. guy. Numbers guy? He Wally pipped Corey Jez. The Jezzer's gone. Now it's Tom Habistro. The Jezzer's doing something you would be incredibly jealous of. It's probably golf related. He's basically becoming the forefront analytics yeah. driver of golf. Bastard. He works with PGA golfers who use his analytics models. He's also a stick. I think he qual- tries to qualify yeah. for like U.S. amateurs and stuff, too. We need to get him on for a major championship. Uh, Tom Haberstro, let's introduce him as numbers guy today and see what he thinks about that. Hey, numbers guy, what do the numbers say? What up, nerd? <laughs> yeah, just in- <laughs> introduce him as the nerd. We got the mail sack at 815, so get the mail sack questions into the Vancouver Ford text line, 503 864 uh, to six. I got some Penix stuff. I got some Dan Lanning audio we need to get to today. Uh, I got a Spanish broadcast that happened. We got the local taste. Uh, it's a busy show. And oh, by the way, 730, Brandon Marcello, 24-7. He wrote about Oregon and Washington. He labeled your coach loser mm. of the weekend. Loser of the weekend, okay. He did note, though, it's like really hard to say it's loser, but you know, his column is winners, losers, weekend I mean, they, stuff. They lost the game. That's totally fair. We will talk with him at 7.30. It's a busy show. Thank you for joining us. Let's get it going. Dirt and Sprague Local Taste is next on The Fan. I have such a random segment for you today, Dirt. It might blow your mind. Love it. You might be going, why the hell did he want to talk about this today? As long as it's not Blazer preseason basketball, you got me. You could throw anything at me today. But if I see one more tweet... About this Kamara cat, <laughs> I, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. When you randomly tune in on a November night, <laughs> I need you to just remember who the first person in your life was to tell you that we got Tamani Kamara in yeah. this trade, yeah. and he's a he's a nice prospect. I want you to remember who said that here. I mean, it'll be I'll tune in before November. The regular season starts before then. I will I will watch regular season games. I actually watched a half of one of their preseason games. I love that people were live tweeting Blazer preseason game thoughts during the Oregon State game on Saturday. I couldn't believe it. And I'm just like, why is this sprinkled in on my timeline? What is get this out of here nobody cares sean hyken went to a concert last night (laughs) he covers the team he wasn't watching that game at all it's a preseason basketball game well it's the last one so it's really a tryout game for everybody that's not going to make the team you know who i once got really excited about in preseason because he looked really good Hmm. mario hazonia ah hazonia fever looked like an athlete was running the floor throwing down dunks former lottery pick i was all in on mario hazonia oh yeah because he looked really good in preseason uh, I want to start not with the Blazers. I wasn't going to bring them up at all today and look at you. I wasn't going to talk about them until Tom Habistro got on the show. Yeah, I kind of. I don't even really want to talk Blazers with Tom Habistro. I just kind of want to nerd out with him. Let's talk analytics. What does Tom Habistro think of fourth down decisions? Well, I do. I actually have an analytics-based question, as you know, I'm sure you do too, given his job title with the Blazers. How often numbers – this is what I get to at 630 – 
the numbers versus the feel. Mm. I want to get. I want to talk about that a little bit. Obviously, Oregon involved in this, but also I see this in the NFL all the time, and we saw it last night with the Chargers and the Cowboys. Uh, but I, I wanted to start. So we talked a lot of Ducks and Huskies yesterday. Talked a little Beavers and, and Bruins, and I'd forgotten to share one of our P1s, Shane. He randomly tweeted me on on Saturday or Sunday this weekend and said, you know, something to the effect of. It really is remarkable. It's just directly to me, unsolicited, just a thought that he had. And I thought it was a good point and good perspective of no matter how we feel through the seasons, we have our ebbs and our flows, right? We're disappointed when our team loses. Absolutely. Hey, they're back. They won. There's ups and downs. And I thought he had a good point in Oregon State where it's like, how crazy is it to go back and remember that Gary Anderson coached this team (laughs) and just, you know, five years later, they're one spot behind Alabama right now in the rankings. Remarkable. Uh, I, I had another person actually reach out and make a good point, too. I posted a video of them celebrating going bowling in their locker room. I had not even realized all of last week and even after the game was over, I hadn't even realized that they became bowl eligible with that win. And I think that speaks to the standard and expectation of the program where, yeah, they celebrate it. Let them do that. But largely, as a fan, that's not become relevant at all to me. It's like, what's, what are you going to do that's bigger than just being bowl eligible, you know? It's old news at this point. Been it, there, it, done that. Yeah, but like I, I think for a second you have to recognize that you've reached that level as a, as a, as a team. Yeah. And I thought that was good perspective to have this weekend from two fans. So I, I try and have perspective at all times. And I, I know I'm slightly alone as a Duck fan from time to time when I'll pump up a 10-win season if it gives you a chance to win a conference title. And for some, that's not enough because you've probably jumped on a little bit later on in the process. But it's good to remember where you've come from and what the expectations used to be and the way you used to feel about certain things. Like Oregon going to a Rose Bowl was a massive – I was in college in 2009. That was such a big deal when that happened. I know. I remember that. And now it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now it's like I'm. there's bowl projections. It's like they could play Air Force in the Fiesta Bowl. And even I'm like, okay. <laughs> like even I've say. gotten there of like, what's wrong with – like it, the game doesn't, doesn't matter as much. But to your point on Oregon State, it is so spot on. Like you're not that far removed from John. Jonathan Smith getting them to a bowl game and it being a massive story. I remember the year that they were in Pullman and they lost a crazy shootout game that was like 55-52. I can't remember the final score. And they they was like they had three games that they easily could have won down the stretch and they ended up finishing 5 and 7 and missing a bowl game. Yeah. And that was one of the games that they lost and how much pain and Heartbreak came with that because that was kind of that benchmark you were looking to reach. And it's a testament to where Jonathan Smith has taken things. And I got to be honest with you, man. I Look, Beaver fans, I can't stand them because they've been texting in 19 straight runs for you know however many months in a row now. <laughs> I hate your team, and I will again in a month when we play each other. And I, it's it's really sad to me what is happening in the sport. But I, I will maintain like the whole aspect of Oregon State and Washington State and where their future is going. It has left a really dark cloud on everything going on in college football for me this season. Like, there, there's always that, this is so fun, that was such a great game, and then that thought pops into the back of my mind. of mm. uh, This makes this is so stupid, it makes literally no sense, because you just referenced who they're ranked behind. And this is an Oregon State team that lost a ton of talent from their defense last year. They don't really have an elite pass catcher. Gould has come on a little bit as of late, but there's not a number one wide receiver like there is at Washington or Oregon or USC and some of these other programs. 
games, and you're a one-loss team ranked 12th in the country behind Alabama. Yeah. Like, that's where you're at. And the notion that that's not a Power 5 team, it just, I again, I, I don't root for Oregon State. I don't really care how your seasons come and go. That it pisses me off, and it's it's left a dark cloud over everything going on in the entire sport this year. But it can be frustrating. I I, I haven't thought much about it because I I can't control it. Yeah, and it it just sucks because you can sound we can sound off about this on the radio show. Everybody can sound off on a radio show or a podcast or whatever. Ultimately, we're not the decision makers of that stuff, and so I, I I've I've kind of put it on the back burner. But now that you're mentioning it, I think the unfortunate thing is. All the momentum and just consistency they've developed and established. They never recruited an elite level, and they no. never will, I think. But they're good at developing, finding, hitting portal, filling in holes that way. Mm-hmm. And I just I know that if they were in one of those conferences, they'd continue to be this, right? Of course like, they would. Six and one, or five and two, or that's the kind of program I th- I just think they would be with Jonathan, and I think he'd want to be there for at least a decade. And unfortunately, I get worried that they're not going to find a home. They're going to be in this Mountain West kind of Pac-2 version thing. And I, I just naturally am expecting the worst at that point of, like, the big parts recognize that they're not being showcased like they can be at other programs. And you don't have as much of that um, uh, buy-in. It's, it's, it is kind of... Uh, crappy to think about. It's horrible, man. And I, if if Oregon State was already invited and in going to the Big Twelve, and let's say the only sad part about it is like, man, how are we going to fit a civil war into this schedule? Like, you're going to have your conference schedule. We're going to have our conference schedule. That's going to be tough, but maybe we can figure out a way to play. Like, that would be a totally different feeling, yeah, than the idea of getting demoted. And this has been the whole Pat McAfee Washington State thing. Like, this is not a show or hosts that are being critical of a program. Cause that's going to happen, right? Like somebody's going to say something. I don't buy this team or that team. The fan base is going to get outraged. Like our buddy, Josh Pate goes through this every week when he picks a team to win or picks a team to lose. And then that fan base, how dare you to pick it? And then if they end up losing, nobody says anything in the aftermath. This isn't just being critical of a team. This is the idea of potentially getting left behind completely. And you cannot, there's nobody in, this, in the entire sport that can look you straight in the eye and tell you that the teams that are in the big 12 are better than Oregon state. No, uh, the, 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 I, sh- I should re- repeat the teams that are remaining in the Big 12. Yeah. And the teams that they're adding. The only program that you would say is better than Oregon State right now is Utah, probably, who's going outside of that. You'd have a real shot to win it next year. Absolutely. I, even with Aiden Childs, I think they would. Texas and Oklahoma are gone, so yeah. they're, they're moving on. But there's right. nobody Cincinnati, BYU, yeah. Iowa State, Kansas State. Like I'm not saying all those programs are trash and the conference is bad. There's not a single one that I would say, yeah, that's clear and cut a better program than Oregon State. Utah would be the only one, and they deserve that. They went back-to-back Pac-12 you know, titles. Now that you've taken it down this road, which I didn't I didn't think you would, but I, I'm I'm kind of holding right now because their next three games they can win. Yes, one of those can be really tough. The others wild card because the quarterback's good. I can't wait for that Arizona game, man. That's going to be a fun one. It, it will be a fun one. Uh, we're efforting to get Jed Fish on the show. I'd love to talk with him. I enjoyed our conversation. They have Stanford at home, and then it's UW Oregon or, or Oregon in in Eugene. And I plan to go to both those games. I'm buying tickets for the UW game. I just I'm wondering down the road if they somehow get through that schedule. And pull an upset, just as an example, mm-hmm. that that last game of the year could potentially be for the Pac-12 title game appearance. Like, I just, going into that game, imagine I tell you that that's what's at stake. I, I, I would be willing to wager there actually would be a decent amount of Duck fans going, 
It sucks. What like, are we doing here, this man? This game means so much, and it's <laughs> yeah. just not going to exist after this year. Yeah, the, It's the, gone. The 2008-2009 stretch of Civil War is, is the peak of the rivalry because Oregon State had a chance to go to the Rose Bowl in 08. Oregon won. I know my team won both of them, so easy for me to say. But yeah. having that on the line in that game, uh, just nothing will ever match that in the history of the rivalry. You've had games where Oregon's had a chance to go on and do something special and obviously some really good years in 2000 and 2001 between the two schools. But the, the, you're reminded of how how great this rivalry can be, and I imagine it will be again. Like even if Oregon State stumbles, they're going to be a top 15 team in the country, a top 20 team in the country by the time that game's played. And again, it goes back to that's not a power five program. Like get the, you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that, and it's really frustrating. Uh, coming up next, fourth down calls. Lucky, skilled. Ha- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. How do you view them? I want to talk about them a little bit next. Swag, somebody tweeted us, said, said you're a bandwagon fan and you still chose wrong. He chose poorly. (laughs) I love how quickly it turns into the he's firing the coach a quarter into the game. It's like ah, fandoms, baby, they pick up. Love it. He's he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Not wrong. The longer his beard gets, the more I dislike Brandon Staley. I don't really know how to compute that, but no, I'm with you. No, the beard's bad. He's got a punchable face, and then he's growing the beard. He's like trying to make himself look manlier. He's got he's got all the gray is in the beard. It's like, dude, you look like so. I have a theory. Years older than you are with that thing. Yeah, get rid of it. I have a theory on it, and um, it's as simple as this. He does have punchable face. As punchable face guy, though, because I definitely have one of those faces, mm-hmm. when you don't have the beard and then you just have the beard, it's it's too much. People already don't like your face, and yeah. now you've added another reason for me to want to <laughs> hit your face. It's getting longer as the season goes on, too. Like, if for week one it was a little stubble, now it's getting a little bit thicker, and it's like, he's running with this, well, isn't he? here's my theory. This is really the theory, and Run I think right you can trace his, I think you can use McCarthy on the other side as an example of this. <laughs> I think when a coach is growing the beard and it randomly just appears the next week as fully grown in, I totally subscribe to the idea that it's it's um, it's used as a as a way to calibrate hard work. 
I don't have time to shave. Yeah, I I uh, I live here. That's right. Are you growing your they did beard? Did come off a bye and <laughs> yeah. certainly didn't look like it. And what what what's no, the noise no, around the Chargers? The coach isn't good. The quarterback's yeah. going to suffer because of this. You're setting them back. Although Justin did miss some throws last. He night. was horrible. Last Justin night. did not have a good night. <laughs> I, I was texting my dad. Nobody looks more pretty throwing a deep ball, and then other times looks just truly awful with judgment <laughs> than missed, Justin Herbert. Some wide open tutties. Yeah, he was not good last night. But I think the beard is a it's a way. To to tell management, I'm working on this. I'm grinding. Yes. Look how disheveled I am. Yeah. I haven't left the office in two weeks. Exactly. God, I totally Age forgot. Ten years in two weeks. I totally forgot they were coming off a bye. Yeah. Now I feel even worse about that loss. Yeah, that team. I Hey, the Cowboys lost 42-10 to 10 on Sunday night to Sanford. They got physically dominated by There's the 49ers. There's nothing like getting absolutely <laughs> embarrassed at home and when everybody lost. can see you to motivate you. Was it Wednesday or Thursday I'd z- I did Zig or Zag? I think that was Thursday. Okay, because I'm trying to keep it yeah. on the day, but I didn't write the day on my show sheet. Uh, I asked you in zigzag, bigger game for the Cowboys or Chargers. I think you can make an argument it was the Chargers in that moment. Yeah, the public freakout, though, that would have happened if Dallas lost that game, though, would have been tenfold. Yeah. The public freakout's bigger when Dallas loses, but realistically with playoff chances, like, the AFC's hard. The it AFC's is. Hard. That point is, and they got to play Kansas City this week, a yeah. game that they're probably not going to win, and so you would fought back to 500, now you're 2-3, and three, staring at 2-4, and four. another winnable game that slips through your fingers. The ironic part about it, too, was that the Cowboys tried to out-charger the Chargers. They, I mean, they like the, the punt play handed the Chargers an opportunity to win that game and get back into it. They couldn't get anything going offensively in the second half. You get a punt that just lands on the ground. A Cowboy player gets confused, t- puts his hands on the ball. The Chargers recover. Like, that is the most Charger play of all time, and the Cowboys did it to them, and it still wasn't enough to win the game. I took the Chargers' money line because it was plus money, and I hesitated for a second because I'm like, point and a half. And I almost did it. And I'm like, no, just take the money line at point and a half. And then I ran the scenario of, oh, they're going to score off this punt blunder. And then they're going to go for two and not get it. <laughs> and lose yeah. by and one. And lose by one. And I uh, have them at plus one and a half. And it's uh, going to piss me no. off. No, they get Austin Eckler back and they can't run the football at all. They're so Washington bad. State Cougar-like. Uh, I'm... I'm they got to get rid of Staley. I don't know what the numbers suggest. Yeah, but Staley doesn't run the offense. I think Kellen Moore's a little overrated. I yeah, really do. I've had, thought it for two years now, and I'm letting it out. I think Kellen Moore is a little overrated. If I were a Charger fan, I would not want that guy to be my coach. He had a whole week to prepare against a team he knew from the exactly. inside out, and his offense They were not sucked. good. You know what? The, I, I saw some of this stuff from Warren Sharp yesterday because he had some great numbers on their defense. Nobody has spent more money on defense in the NFL. Nobody has a bigger cap percentage defensively in the NFL than the L.A. Chargers, and their oh, defense has been god-awful. It's horrible. Now, it wasn't the reason that they lost the game last night, but to your point on Kellen Moore, I was screaming this at the wife. We were watching the game last night. On the opening drive of the game, on first down, you know what the Chargers did on every first down of the opening drive of the game? Run. They threw the ball. Oh, okay. 100% of the time. You know what they did? Yards per play on those first down calls? 14.3 yards per play. Throwing the ball down the field on first down. You know what percentage they ran it on first down the rest of the game? 48%. You know what their yards per play was on first down? Three. 1.8 <laughs> yards per play. So you come out of the gate, you, they had a play action on the opening play, it's like a 20-yard yeah. gain, you're like, alright, then a screen, then next thing you know, the Chargers score a touchdown, touchdown like that, yeah. and then they get the ball the second time, what they do on first down on their second drive, handoff off the middle, one-yard gain, fly sweep to the right, one-yard gain, great, let's put them in third and seven with Micah Parsons on the other side, that sounds like a really sound strategy. You asked, you put something in a group chat, and I made a poll question out of it. <laughs> 
And you you basically suggest you wonder if Charger fan at the game yeah. is a paid actor. And there's a lady that stuck out last night, dude. She was not normal. That's not a human being. That was not a, a football <laughs> no. fan. She had no. She she was yelling. The Chargers had the ball, and she was yelling. If you watch the video, get him. Yeah, she was yelling, get yes. him. And which somebody, is something you would yell when your team's on defense. Somebody, one of the uh, somebody on Twitter tagged us because he saw this question. He thought it was hilarious, so he started tagging our poll question in response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And somebody legitimately tweets out, "Did the NFL hire this lady to pretend to be a Charger fan, wildly overanimated, <laughs> saying get him on offense, <laughs> yeah. shown over and over, over overwhelming majority of Cowboy fan at SoFi, and then clearly we're wearing brand new <laughs> uniform." <laughs> And I do think that this is an actress. Yes. And he tagged us and quote tweeted this person and said, we had it first. And I think I need to give you credit because I think people Dude. picked up what you were putting down. It's not a slide at the Chargers fans. No, they it exist. is. I mean, and they don't really exist. No, they no. exist in San Diego. It's San Diego. And yeah. I think we got some up here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For now. <laughs> but ones at the games, I don't think they're real fans. They're not real. The fans that they showed in the stadium, if you go back and remember the first half, there was a trio of dudes that were sitting front row that they showed multiple times. Like, they had one camera angle that could show Chargers fans. One of the guys was wearing, like, a pink pink respirator breathing thing. Yeah. It was like, this is way too over the top, and it seems so fake that I'm just not buying it. And they kept showing them over and over. And then that Asian gal in the second half, that was the only fan they showed in the second half. It's basically like they paid... Certain people to show up, and then they told the ESPN camera crews, these are the fans that you need to show. They're going to be super into the game. And those were the only Charger fans that they showed the entire night. I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying that these are real people. I'm just looking at the video of her on the fourth down in the fourth quarter. And, like, how do you time it camera-wise where you find her and she's like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> like, it just, it, it, it was too coincidental. Yes, it I, was. I don't buy it at all. They're not real. They're paid actors. They are paid actors. I opened my Instagram account this morning, and when you go to the search thing, guess what was on there? The Game Time app. Guess where the actress shooting for sports tickets was at? Mm. Charger game, wearing yeah. a Charger uniform. That's the way it works. And I'm like, yeah, they probably shoot a lot of promos here. How sad is that? That they just there's nobody in that market that cares. That my wife asked me, we were watching the first quarter. She said, "Is this? I thought this game was in L.A." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it is. They play every road game." They have no fans. They have 17 road games. They have many road games every week of the season. They have to go silent count in their own stadium. Like, it's the saddest thing. Herbert was holding his yes. helmet at one point like, the, I can't hear anything. He's like, hey, I thought this was in D No, no, it's not in Dallas. No, no, that's Los Angeles. Why didn't you pick Cincinnati? I mean, they were right there for you. Cold weather, fun team, dope logo. Why would you choose a team like the Chargers? What is wrong with you? <laughs> he wanted to be. He wants to suffer more in life. You know, he wants to be more miserable. Look at him. He's like, <laughs> "Yep, I love the punishment." Come on, let's go again. Uh, coming up next, something you've never thought about, and I'm going to blow your mind with it. Okay, next on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Every once in a while, we do segments that make the other go, oh, we're talking about that today. And this is one of those moments. We'll get to Dan Lanning in Oregon. I want to talk about Washington as well. Yeah. 
I've met, I noted this on my gambling show. We have to open our show now. Our producer. By the way, of all the shows on the BetQL network, we're literally the only show that has zero promo. Yeah, you don't get a promo playing. We play their promos all the time. All the time. It goes from 6 a.m. on Sundays, and then it stops right as our show starts. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, those guys, those guys, they do a show. But we have fun with it, and we're supposed to open the show with a futures bet, because it's called Back to the Futures. That's what you got to do. And I buy one. I know it's a gambling segment, but it's kind of all more so like, is this a real possibility, okay? I'm with you. I want to throw something at you to keep an eye on. I love looking at futures bets with players with long odds. And right now, 25 to 1 odds. Okay? Jared Goff for NFL MVP. And you might be chuckling. You have a face like, hmm. I have to think. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm pulling up his numbers. Over his speak. last 17 games. He has a 67.6 completion percentage. That's He's good. thrown for 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, four picks. The Lions are 13-4. and four. You want to take this a step further and play his actual stats this year? Mm-hmm. He's top 10 and top 5 in almost every statistical category that you would value and covet as a quarterback. So when you talk about MVP, he's checking all of those boxes. And then here's the other kicker. Let's play the old schedule game. At Ravens this week, we'll see what happens there. They can win that game. That's a big game. I'm looking forward to it. Massive game. Maybe the game of the weekend. Then you're Raiders at home. Then you're at Chargers. Bears at home. Packers at home. At Saints. At Bears. Broncos. At Vikings. At Cowboys. And then Vikings. They really could run off a hell of a record right now, as they said, at 5-1. and one, And they're easily the best team, I think, in the NFC North. Yeah. And what's the other criteria for league MVP? It's record and recognizing somebody on the team. Maybe Dan Campbell's that person because when you talk Lions, it's predominantly uh, Dan Campbell. But I'm looking at a Jared Goff MVP future, and I think it's realistic because I think he's playing well enough and his team's record will be good enough. I am not going to poo-poo this at all. I I think you can make a pretty strong argument. Actually, not even an argument. I'm going to state it as a fact. This is a fact in the NFC. The Detroit Detroit Lions are a top three team in the NFC, and they're the third best team probably behind San Francisco and Philadelphia. I think they can beat both of those teams. I think they're going to have a chance to do it. There's nobody else in the NFC that I've seen at this point in the season that I put in that category. And so they're going to run away with that division. I trust the Lions week in and week out. It feels really weird to say that. But they've they've made me more money than any team in the NFL this year. Just riding the Lions every week. Look at the line like, "Eh, why are they only a three-point favorite at Tampa? Is Tampa that good? And they win the game going away, and their fans are all down there cheering. You also have a season so far, at least, where there hasn't been one quarterback, because this is largely a quarterback award. You haven't had one guy that is like, oh my God, look at his numbers, they're insane. Like, Tua's off to a really good start. He's also thrown five picks. Um, you know, Mahomes is always going to be in there, but the numbers aren't jumping. There's like 11 touchdowns and five picks for Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins has a ton of yards, but his team sucks. Like, he's not going to win the MVP. So there's not that one guy that, like, early on, like, you had those years with Rodgers when he won the MVP, and at this point in the season, it's like 16 touchdowns and no interceptions. And you're like, all right, that dude's probably going to run away with it, and his completion percentage is like 75%. If he keeps up on the track that he's on right now, 11 touchdowns, three picks, basically 70% completion, he's only give or take 200 
200 yards behind Tua for most in the NFL. He's top five in passing yards. This is not unthinkable. That's a really good bet. 12-5 and five record, if that's where they were to finish. I think they can be better than that, too. Uh, they could be. I don't. You, the NFL's weird, right? But um, the one thing about the Lions, too, that you talk about being legitimate, it's it's not a joke anymore. And no. I, I watched this week in San Francisco, in Cleveland, what happens when a defensive line is wrecking your offensive line? Your entire system is thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. What does Detroit have? They have a defensive pass rush. Aiden Hutchinson, by the way, didn't even get to the quarterback that much this weekend. And they still dominated. Yeah. A Bucks team with good players on offense and a really good defense. That was not even a question. In, that was never in doubt the Lions-Bucks thing. They led that whole way, and they won the game easily. 20 to 6. So just something to bear in mind is Jared Goff is a really good quarterback and his numbers over a full length time in season with the Lions of 17 games, it's some of the best stats. The Tua thing is there, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But I just keep an eye on this, the Jared Goff Lion thing cuz eventually if they keep winning, it's going to have to shift to a player. It's not just going to be the coach 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 coach. He gives us the quote and Goff's not good with the media. I'm I'm kind of eyeing a Jared Goff MVP MVP future, and I'm going to ask Ken Barkley on Thursday what he thinks about it because I think it's lying in the weeds for some real value. Yeah, I, I I it's so fun that the Lions are good. Like we do that a lot of time in sports where insert blue blood. It's like ah, this sport's better when this team's good. It's like yeah, whatever. Okay, having the Detroit Lions be legitimate is fun, dude. This has never happened in my life. I know they had those years with Stafford and Calvin Johnson, but you never really. Yeah. It's a different level. You look at the NFC picture this year, and it's like, man, outside of San Francisco and Philly, it is wide open, and they have filled that number three spot easily. There's nobody, again, that I put in that conversation. The only criticism I have about them and about Goff to this point in the season, not really fair because it's they don't have any control over it. They beat Kansas City in week one. Remember, they had the opening night win in the NFL season, but you had no Travis Kelsey and no Chris Jones in that game. That's the caveat that everybody will put on it. It's 21-20 to 20 final score. Their other wins, I think you could question, are any of them actually playoff teams? Now, somebody in the NFC South has to go to the playoffs, but they've beaten the Falcons, the Panthers, the Bucks, and then their other win was, win was over Green Bay. I just read you the schedule. It's not like there's a lot of I know, other great teams on that schedule. Exactly. But here's what I'm going to say, though. I do think for MVP, not that this is necessarily the Heisman and you got to play great in this one game like everybody's doing that with Penix now he's the front runner because they beat Oregon I do think when they have their nationally televised games he's got to play well in, in their bigger matchups starting this weekend against Baltimore that would be a massive game for him to have a monster it'd be game huge right it. you play the Packers on Thanksgiving which again I just mentioned the Packers but like all right you, that's a Thanksgiving game there's gonna be 30 million people watching that one yep and then at the end of the season you're in Dallas on Sunday night against that defense could be playoff positioning on Ex- the line there exactly so he's yeah. gonna have some big opportunities down the stretch but if I'm finding any criticism of him and the Lions it's just that there's not, outside of the Chiefs in week, week one, great win, but they were without two of their three best players. They're looking for that marquee win, and they can get it this weekend. Dan Lanning responds to the criticism. Fourth down calls. Are they lucky? Is it a skill? How do you view going, it for, going for it on fourth down? Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 